0: Oh yeah baby Ooh. we're back
1: <laughs> and it's
0: a whole new season uh uh what yeah. <laughs> it is mary tyler and more i'm tyler and i'm mary
1: and we just did that backwards but we don't give a fuck doesn't fucking matter because this is your favorite mumble cast that you've never heard of uh. yeah
0: goddamn right we are doing new shit
1: Okay. Whoa, that was literally brilliant. Doesn't that slap? I um, love that. Snaps. Hear that? <laughs> yes. Okay, well, that was really fun. Like, that was just yeah. That was just a fun and beautiful way to start that because, like, so we decided that, you know, after uh, 20 episodes, how many? 26? Whatever. No, it's like 22. 22. Um, we decided that... You know, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was time for for a new little little refresh little change, little yeah. you know, just like you know, spruce it up a little bit. Like make it a little bit nicer, do a little bit more more blah, blah, blah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, a little bit more blah, blah. <laughs> a
1: little <laughs> bit more drowning? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what that is. <laughs> a little
0: bit more waterboarding, you oh,
1: know. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a great start. I know, right? Um, well, apparently I've had, you know, five shots of espresso today. So it's, you know, yeah. that in the mix of the change of the barometric pressure, like my my heart's uh. racing really fast, but then like my sinuses are so impacted, like I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> so neither of those things are probably good, <laughs> but it's, it's all good. It's um, all good. But welcome, ladies and gentlemen, uh, gentles and ladymen, ha ha, I did it right twice, <laughs> uh, to this new and improved uh mumblecast um yeah. we are super excited to launch into season 2 um and uh thanks to some very wonderful humans that have been um kind of behind the scenes and in the wings um we are going to bring you this uh new mumblecast that is uh going to be the the same bullshit but in a new package does that make <laughs> sense
0: uh we're going to try to uh you know do it a little bit better than we have. Um, not to say that it was bad. No, no, no. But we have new equipment. We have a new studio. Yes. Like, I don't know. We're just doing the damn thing.
1: We are doing the... Di- it is... <laughs> like, the, the new surroundings that we find ourselves in is very, very cool. Because, like, yeah. um, uh, it is somebody... Uh, I was talking with somebody the other day about it. And it's... The idea that like, you know, when something's comfortable, like, you know, when you go to a friend's house and you, you know, the surroundings, it's, it's easy for you to just kind of relax into the thing. Yeah. You get, you do get comfortable and you kind of don't really like have deep and meaningful conversations when you're kind of relaxed in that way because you're just like, you're just hanging out. Like it's just a <laughs> yeah. thing. But when you get into a space where you're still comfortable, but you're like, at attention, like it's you know, it's soft but firm, um, and that's a really good way of putting this. Because yeah. I mean, we have an official table. Oh my god, guys! I have pictures. It's pretty. <laughs> we nice. have nice,
0: comfy chairs now. Yeah, but um, excuse me. Um, it's still you know, like it's it's
1: soft and warm, and it's still cozy. Yeah. It's executive but, comfort, is what yeah, it is. It's executive comfort because it's the kind of environment <laughs> that that breeds conversation. Because we're yeah. so comfortable. Like, don't get me wrong. The I mean, the the chairs that we had in here were fine. I'm looking at one in the corner right now. Like, it was fine. But <laughs> the, God forbid, the folding chairs for our guests was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, so, and the uh, shitty table we had. Home, I mean, I mean, it, but it was you know, yeah. it was the beginnings. It was what it was. Seriously. But now we have big
0: boy equipment and... Uh, And uh, big girl equipment. Don't you dare. And big girl. We have big people equipment. There we go.
1: (laughs) So Don't you dare assume gender. I'm going to be inclusive. Yeah, be all inclusive.
0: Uh, But I know that this isn't technically the first episode of the second season. This is... That was last week. Yes. But it's the first time that we don't have a guest. Yeah. It's our first duo episode. Yeah. We we wanted to um, start it fresh on this one because it's just us. And this is, you know, the norm... Yeah. Last one was kind of like a special episode because we've never had Errol on and it's really nice to uh you know, be able to converse with your friends. Yeah. And that's why it was such a long episode.
1: (laughs) And it was, I mean, guys, like I'm not going to lie to you. Like when they were so, you know, I mean, I nerd out over, you know, like uh, camera equipment and that's fine. (laughs) Watching these two beautiful nerds. Look at this new board that we have. Like both of them, like the photo that I snapped is so fucking cute. It's literally the two of them with their cans on and their mics have been pushed back. And they're both leaning into the board, looking at it and smiling. It looks like a product placement ad, like for (laughs) real. Well, I mean, Road. Thank you. It's so
0: they're an amazing, funny,
1: amazing Aussie company. God, it's incredible. But so we're we're gonna try a little bit of a new format this time. So we, yeah, you know, we're we, actually gonna have a format. I know. So <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, again, I've uh, we've both been chatting with um kind of people again behind the scenes and yeah. and asking the questions of like, you know, if you didn't know us, if you didn't you know know us from any other human being, like, what would draw you to a podcast such as this? And um a lot of the feedback that we got was, you know, the idea that it, I mean, it is like somebody put a microphone in a room and just caught us in the middle of a conversation. And that's kind of how I
0: want it. That's why I don't like doing a ton of editing or anything like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're still going to, you know, we're still going to add like elements here and there. Like we're still yeah. going to produce it, but like. It's, you know, the, yeah, the idea that you walked in on a conversation that you want to hear snippets of, and then it's e- just as easy for you to leave as it was to come exactly. in. exactly So, but that's kind of what the beginning of this is, is, you know, we're just catching up and we're, you know, yeah. catching you guys up. And, um, like I, you know, I'll speak for me this, I mean, this week has just been Freaking wild! Like it's it's been it's been kind of a roller coaster of emotions this week. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, yeah. Um, but I also I, I just gonna make a tiny plug for this um this book that I finished today. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask you about that oh, since man. you just finished it. Man, I I won't I won't elaborate too much. That'll be a whole other episode <laughs> because I mean. Uh, I, um, one of my friends actually who lives in town, uh, she and I are going to be doing a, uh, a wives club book club. Yeah. So this is going to be, she's read this book several times. And so this is going to be the, um, the first book that we're going to talk about, which I've never been in a book club. Have you ever been in a book club? I mean, with myself, a very sad, sad book club. Oh, okay. Well, now we're gonna have to do a wives and husbands book club, and we'll see if we'll see if her husband will read this book too.
0: Well, well let me let me say that again because I really want to do this.
1: Okay, have you ever been in a book club?
0: I've been in a really sad book club.
1: You're welcome, everyone.
0: I'm like a kid in a candy store.
1: That was beautiful. And also sad. (laughs) Um, But it's so it's called uh, The Night Circus. And it's um, I don't know if it's a like in a like if it's in a series. I know it's uh, the the same author who wrote that also wrote a book called The Starless Sea. So I don't know if they like are. Yeah, I don't know if they're connected. Yeah, I have no idea. But this. Oh, my God. I will. I will just (laughs) say that. So, okay, just a brief overview. What. What exactly is it about? So basically, it is about a uh, traveling circus that um, the allure of the circus, it's called, um, I'm going to butcher the French, please God don't judge me, It's <laughs> but it's called uh, Cirque de la Rêve, which is the Circus of Dreams. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so it's like la Rêve. It, it's like the, la Rêve, the, the dream. The yes, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And the cool thing about it is the circus will only show up at night. Um, or excuse oh. me, the circus is only available to attend at night. Sure. So, you know, as we all know, circuses usually go during the day um, and it's very bright colors and it's very like, you know, it's just very kind of overstimulating, I suppose.
0: So what you're saying is this is kind of like the circus from uh, Something Wicked This Way Comes. Yes, <laughs> it did, is. Did anybody lose their soul? Uh, that... Don't tell me. Don't tell me. No, I'm not going to tell
1: you. Because <laughs> I do kind of want to read it. It, but the the thing I love. Uh, there are a lot of things that I love about it. But um, so the the circus can only um, you can only access the circus at night. Um, the the sign says that you know it opens at dusk and closes at dawn. Sure. And um, are they vampires? Uh, you know what? They're I'm not going to tell you either. But no, <laughs> god um,
0: damn it! I <laughs> but, should probably
1: stop because I do want to. It's But it's so cool because, like, it's the the way that the author will describe things that truly are so visceral that, like, you feel the things, you smell the things. Like, I there's a whole sequence that she talks about this, um, these things called midnight dinners. So the proprietor of the circus will hold these things called midnight dinners because he's, you know, he's, like, uh, there's the mystery and, you know, dining late and, like, not telling anybody what's on the menu. And, like, you can only show up if you're invited. And, I mean, just the description. (laughs) of the home of the costume the attire that people show up in wow I just I texted my friend and I was like um sis can we just have a reason to have a midnight dinner because this sounds fucking amazing but that definitely sounds like something our group would do anyway oh my god a hundred percent like our entire group would do this absolutely (laughs) But the so the descriptions of the food are beautiful. And like I could I could smell the caramel corn and I could smell the candied apples and I could smell the because there's a bonfire that burns in the beginning of like right when you open okay. the gates. But the fire <clears throat> burns white hot. So it's not golden. It's white. Sure. And of course, it's an enchanted flame and like all the things. But um <laughs> the thing that I love about this circus is that it's all monochromatic. Everything is black, white, or gray. There is there huh. is no, like... So it's a Tim Burton thing. Pretty much, yeah. There's <laughs> <Okay>. no true <laughs> semblance of, like, color that's being put into the show itself. The patrons have color. Um, There's a group uh, that they uh, call the... Oh, my God, I can't. Again, I'm going to butcher the French, so I'm not even going to say it. But it's a group <laughs> that, like, follows the circus around, and they all wear red scarves. So oh, in the crowd, sure. they can identify each other just by this red scarf. And huh. some of them don't even speak to each other. They just, you know, give a polite wave and they move on. Well, that's cool. But the circus is constructed in um circular patterns. And so what you think when you come around a circle that you think you're going to come back to the beginning, you come somewhere else. And some sometimes. So it's kind of like a crucible where it's like, turning in on itself kind of okay. like it um i mean eventually when you want to come back to the courtyard it, you'll find yourself back in the main courtyard to to exit the circus sure but there are tents that are kind of like along the side that if they you won't see them unless you're really in like need of it's almost like the room of requirement kind of that oh, it won't yeah. open unless you so need something so it's obviously magic <laughs> oh my god it is it, uh, i have never been so involved in a book before in my life and That's like awesome. i'm because well, I mean,
0: like you have read while we've been together. Oh yeah, I'm absolutely. But I would say of the two of us, I'm definitely the avid reader. Oh, absolutely, yes. But <laughs> well, it's really good to see you like come to a book because you know it's good if you will like read. <laughs> literally, you fucking read it in like three days. Technically, it was a week, but yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, a day in the amount of time that it took you to
1: read it. Uh, fair, yes. If I had had an entire day, I probably would have knocked it out in a full day. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was, it was, it was really, really cool. And I, you know, I, I'm a sucker for having a book in your hand, and like, you, you're the avid reader because you do <laughs> e reading. Like, you can read better on a screen than you do a physical book. Yeah. And well, I can't do that. You know why
0: that is? No, I don't. It's <laughs> because I have to read like 15 things at the same time. I can never... Like, I'm not even joking. I, uh, I love you. I have to be able to have my entire library with me uh-huh. because I can't carry multiple books around. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a mood. <laughs> it, it's just, again, it comes with the ADHD territory. Yeah. I'm the same with video games. Yep. Like, it, it's Whatever I'm feeling at that moment is what I'm doing. Yeah. Unless, like, uh, Harry Potter and a couple other book series have mm-hmm. been able to do this, but they'll draw me in. And I'll finish it to the end yeah. without doing anything else. But yep. <laughs> if it doesn't spark that part of <laughs> me, it's just like, okay, this is like a light reading in the, you know
1: yep the other <laughs> well, that's kind of the the mentality that I've always had about books because my my father taught me that where you know if it's not gonna if it's not gonna capture you in the first twenty minutes of reading it it's literally gonna sit on a shelf and collect dust, yeah, and you know it's not it's not something to kind of invest your time in if it's truly <laughs> not going to capture you that way, yeah, and I mean there are a couple exceptions to that
0: specifically for me, right, because most of Stephen King's old writing is so long to get into what's going on. It's right. like, okay, I know there's going to be at least a hundred pages that I don't give a fuck about anything, <laughs> but it's going to get to the good part. I'm looking at you, Salem's Lot. <laughs> Whoa.
1: <laughs> that's amazing.
0: Again, his whole thing is about the interpersonal relationships with people and the like extra supernatural things that are happening are like secondary. Like it, Right, it's an overarching story, but really, it's about people. And usually, one of them's a writer because that—that's all he writes about. Right about what you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree. If uh, if it's not
1: gonna really get you, what's the point of reading it? Yeah. Well, speaking of reading, like you—I mean—you've been devouring comic books like <laughs> wild. So, like, what, know. what's been
0: on your agenda this week? Speaking of, uh, um, being, uh. Like yeah, avid or e reading. That's what I meant to yes. say. I lost my train of thought there for a second. Uh, what? I know. <laughs> you? Weird for me, right? That's strange. Um, no. Like, uh, I I have in my life read comic books. Like, obviously, I'm a nerdy kid. I've I've done it. Wait, wait. You are. I know, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, I never like really went into it right. as a hobby. Because that's really what it is. Like, some, some kids had baseball cards. Some kids had sure. uh, garbage pail kids, uh, which I forgot about <laughs> until I watched an episode of the It's Always Sunny podcast, oh, sure. and they talked about that. And I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot about that whole thing. I love you. But um, And then some kids had comic books. Like, yeah, it's a story thing, but it's also a covetous item because, you know, yeah. there's only a certain amount of them that were printed and that kind of mm. stuff. Unless they did a reprinting or, you know what I mean? Like, it, right. it's a whole thing. It's a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's why I love the... It's a whole thing. Um, the advent of uh, things like Marvel Unlimited, which is what I'm doing. Yeah. Because even though I like um, more of the DC characters, I'm going to be that guy. <laughs> I'm
1: talking about
0: nerdy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I like uh, Batman is one of my favorite um, superheroes, that kind of stuff. But uh, my all time favorite, obviously, is Spider Man. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm a '90s kid, and you are like firmly planted. I I can't even describe like Spider Man fever was a thing in the '90s. <laughs> I'm not even joking. It's uh. still a thing, but. I, I don't it. know. It, I was just so like drawn to he's just an everyday guy yeah. who gets, you know, superpowers because he gets bitten by a spider. Uh but it turns <laughs> into Jacked up Toby Maguire. Yeah. And uh <laughs> Sorry. so I've just been um going into like I started reading the really old ones and I'm like, "Oh god, I they're Comics from the 60s are janky. I mean, because <laughs> they, they have a whole different style. Sure. Because, again, we're talking about generations' uh, difference from us. So I don't relate to any of it because they're talking about the Red Scare and all that shit. And it's like, right. I don't give a fuck about any of this. I don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> so it's like, okay, this is this is cheesy. I don't really get into it. So I, I started with... um. Or I, I only read a couple of those, and then I went into um. Speaking of the 90s and the 2000s, uh, Marvel in particular did this thing um where they rebooted all of their characters mm-hmm. in what they called the quote unquote Ultimate series. So what I've been reading is Ultimate Spider-Man, ah. where they they start with uh the origin story again, and Ooh. they like rewrite how. Everything happened. Sure. And goddamn, is it good? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh... I don't know. There's just something about a comic book because um, I also love graphic novels. Yeah. Like Watchmen is one of my all-time favorite oh, I'm sure. novels in general. I'm sure. Yeah, it has pictures. But it like if you ever read it, it's an actual fucking book. Is it like, wild? Uh, It's like, oh, I don't even know how many pages. Like it, it's over a 100 at least. Oh, my God. Yeah, but Alan Moore never does anything.
1: Succinctly. Yeah, for a graphic novel,
0: that seems like a lot. Oh, it is. That's why it's such a long movie. Ah, uh, uh, well, and it doesn't even have everything in it. <laughs> most but, <laughs> most movie adaptations don't. But like, that's a whole different medium. Like that, that's telling a different kind of story. What I love about comic books is they they take the same amount of story, they tell most of it in pictures, and then you get dialogue, like little bits. But um, most of it's inferred and everything happens much faster than what we're normal or what we're normally used to, sure. which I find really interesting. I don't know. I It's much different reading comics as an adult than it is when I was a kid because as a kid, you're like, oh, yeah, shit, this is cool. Now <laughs> it's like, oh, these are actually like the way that they do it, It's really cool how they tell a story.
1: Well, that's amazing. And I love that. And that actually kind of bleeds into uh, the the, what we're one of the things that we're going to talk about uh, today. One of our actual like focus topics today um, is uh, Tyler and I. um, We've been doing kind of like a watch of, um, you know, different series of things. Like we just uh, finished the uh, Harry Potter series, we did all seven and eight movies, seven stories, eight movies (laughs) Um, in the weekend. of New Year's is what we did. And then um, we, we were having a conversation about something. And Tyler, like, I guess maybe I never really understood, like, how important it was to you. <laughs> but, he, you know, he said, you know, Spider-Man is my favorite superhero. Like, I mean, yeah. and I just, I don't know, like, for some reason, my brain just never connected that. And so he was like, all right, well, we did this watch of, like, Harry Potter. Like, what if we do a watch of Spider-Man? And I was like, why? Well, I, I mean, I've seen, you know, the two Tobey Maguire movies. He goes uh, there are three of them. <laughs> I went, Oh fuck. What? It's so like, we've been kind of going through, um, watching those. And yeah. so, um, you know, this, uh, before, I mean, I, you should, you should talk about that more. Cause I'm, I should talk about it more. I'm a virgin and we're going to, that's going to lead into, wait, what? That, oh no. The, the next thing leads into the other thing. So what? right. Here we are. <laughs> This is our it's first okay. this is our first weekly topic of two.
0: Yeah. No, we're we're trying to make this more structured. So, bear with us as we're moving into a new medium.
1: Yeah, we're we're, <laughs> we're working our way through.
0: Yeah. So, um personally, I think what I'll just start off with um and again, this is going to get nerdy, guys. You can skip it if you want to. But no, um no, don't it'll be good. It'll be good, I promise. <laughs> but uh what I love specifically about Spider Man is again, I've always been the underdog. We kinda talked about that in the last episode. <laughs> Fair with mental health and all that stuff. But I think that's part or really why I've been drawn to Spider Man sure. is uh, he literally is the whipping boy of comic oh, books, buddy. If something bad is going to happen to a character, it's going to be to fucking Peter Parker. <laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah, I guess that's true. So it it does get a little tough reading them because it's like, oh shit, something bad's going to happen again. Yep. But um, no, I I just I there's something about watching the underdog become, you know. A hero, yeah. That I've
1: always loved. I like them,
0: but um, I'm actually interested. So since we started doing this, especially since uh, <laughs> this whole thing started with us going to see the third Tom Holland movie. Oh boy, uh, <laughs> which is um, kind of like a, a fucking kick. Uh, start into what that is because it kind of culminates everything that's happened in the last 20 years. Holy shit. <laughs> so it's a great film. It it really is on its own. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's much, much better if you have all of that context. And it's not just, you know, like you can just watch all of the movies and yeah. be like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is the context I need. Because none of them, from what I even know, Really follow the stories very much. They they pick and choose. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, what being a person that uh, just kind of came into this, mm-hmm. what do you think about it? Like, what what are your takeaways?
1: Just generally. <sighs> well, so <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I you know since I the first movies that I saw, of course, were the Tobey Maguire movies, yeah. and so they they were kind of what I based my entire, I guess, kind of foundation of the franchise on these movies. Right. Sure. And, um, God, help me. Um, (laughs) now I'm just falling apart again. It's fine. Uh, Um, but I think that, uh, I love Tobey Maguire for the nostalgia it gives me, but I think that, of, like, all three of the actors who have portrayed Peter Parker, I think if you put them together, it would be, like, the ultimate Peter Parker character in my brain. Well, yeah, and I think that's specifically why
0: uh, um, No Way Home, which is the newest one, yes. is such a great film. Yeah. Because it kind of culminates where, yeah, each of them has different qualities mm-hmm. that makes them a good Peter Parker, Spider-Man, cuz really they are the same person but they are separate
1: in oh, how they are. Absolutely. And I mean I think while each of them, you know, each of the films cuz we've watched all three uh Tobey Maguire movies and then um we have watched um both of Andrew Garfield's Both of Andrew Garfield's and so now we're jumping into Tom Holland. Um like I think, you know, Tobey Maguire is especially in his in the third Spider-Man movie yeah. like having to really grapple with this idea of like you know the like the evil side to what he does yeah is is a wild kind of thing that you ne- that at least I never really think about when it comes to superhero movies because i you know you forget sometimes that like superheroes Even though they are, you know, above average, like they still deal with things that that other people deal with. Yeah. Like, you know, the the idea of moral duality, like knowing, you know, what you're doing is the right thing. But sometimes you want to give in to the bad thing because it feels good. And that's exactly what Peter Parker does the entirety of the third film is he gives in to the negative things because he's tired of being the good guy. He's tired of being walked over. He's just (laughs) tired. And so he's like, you know what? He's tired of being the whipping boy. Exactly. Which is
0: why, like, I— He's like, fuck y'all. I'm out. Yeah. And I totally did not appreciate that when it first came out. And a lot of people didn't. But going back and watching it again so many years after it came out, it's yeah. like, holy shit, this is... Yeah, there are some pieces that I would cut out just because it's way longer than it really needs to be. right? But goddamn, is it good. Like, it, yeah. it really does. Like, Sam Raimi is an amazing filmmaker, and I don't think people give him the credit that he's due for how well he... Understands interpersonal relationships, yeah, and the struggle that people have yeah. internally, totally. Because you know, yeah, of course, the evil dead guy is not gonna <laughs> <laughs>
1: know
0: that. Fuck, but he is really more insightful than people give him credit for.
1: Oh, totally, yeah. And I, I that's what I appreciate most about those films is it really just like. Um, Watching, I mean, not only, you know, I mean, I love watching Spider-Man for, for the, you know, the big kind of like bigger picture, like wide lens of like we get to see him flying through buildings and we get to see him the see spectacle. people. The spectacle, absolutely. Yeah. I love the spectacle. But then, you know, when it comes down to, you know, the, um you know, the second uh, Andrew Garfield movie, what happens with Gwen Stacy? Like yeah. that, that moment is just so... I would almost say that it is equally as tough as the first moment that he had with her dad in the first movie. Yep. Like they're on this equal playing field because he's, you know, not only is he dealing with this idea of like, I have promised somebody that meant a lot to you that I would, you know, that I would do this and I can't break a promise. And then I want to save you so badly. But my in my endeavor to save you, I ended up hurting you the most. And it's yep. just like it's just, I mean, and and Andrew Garfield is like an incredible actor. Like I he just, really is. And people whoa.
0: don't again, people don't give him the credit because, no. yeah, those aren't the best films like they they have a lot of um, bad choices that were made in them. And that's not just to comic book people like it. Story wise, right? Like if you are just a writer, there there are some things. Are but some things. he's an amazing actor; he really is. Yeah, and I don't think people give him the credit for it because, um, I don't know. I think he is definitely one of the best who's portrayed that part of it. Because mm-hmm. I like Toby McGuire, but I think he's a better Peter Parker. Yeah, he's more mild-mannered, I think, because, yeah, like... like, he's that perfect part
1: of the persona. Yeah, Andrew Garfield gets very kind of quippy, and then... He's definitely the best Spider-Man. Yeah, Tom Holland <laughs> is the one, though, that kind of came out of nowhere, because, like, for me, he seems... he's. So he is the kind of innocence or the naivete of yeah. Peter Parker. Andrew Garfield is the sass of Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Tobey Maguire is the kind of incognitus of well, all the Well, and he's things. the maturity, if you really think oh, about it. Oh, that's true. Yeah, i say that's, that's fair. And that's
0: kind of what they all encompass in No yeah. Way Home. Yeah. Is... Uh, that's why I really like the Tom Holland ones too, mm. because they they show that side of Peter that we've never really seen, where he's still in high school and yeah. he's just a kid. Yeah, like because uh, they they all, all the other stories really like push him into uh, adulthood really yeah, quickly, really fast, where it's like, okay, he's a young man trying to learn his way in the world. What if he's still trying to learn himself in high school yeah. <laughs> while also being a superhero? Like
1: all of us have done. Like yeah. I mean that's what high school is. Exactly.
0: And I I think it's a perfect allegory to what we go through yeah. when you know, we're we're going through life and I think personally that's another part of those stories that I really like because most um most superhero stories aren't like that. Like mm-hmm. and I that's why I understand why there are some people out there that don't like them. And some people just like the spectacle of them. Yeah. But when it comes to like the actual story behind it, I think that Spider-Man's is definitely the best. Cause it really shows that, that turmoil that people go through yeah. and um, in high school yeah. and life. And it's, uh, I don't know. It, it has some great themes when it comes to that kind of stuff.
1: Well, that's actually very... Very excellent that you end that segment on the topic of theme because we're going to go – we're going to kind of transition into um, something. We're going to kind of meld these two things. Uh, it's going to yeah. be our second weekly topic plus what we're going to call a hot thought. So we're going to start <laughs> with the hot thought and then we're going to kind of transition into why that's important. Yeah. Um. So do you want to talk about uh, the hot thought that we're going to – we're just about to discuss? Yeah. So
0: let's put a little backstory into this because it'll – I think it'll make Excuse more sense. Me. Uh, we've been watching, uh, while we're doing our, our watch through of everything Spider-Man, uh, we started the show, the new show on HBO Max called Station Eleven.
1: Oh my God, the show?
0: Which, um, if you haven't heard of it, um, like I hadn't heard anything about it until you mentioned something. Mm -hmm. Like I, I saw it come on and I'm like, okay, that looks interesting. Right. But I didn't go any farther than that. But it's about um, literally the end of the world. Pretty much. uh, A a gigantic flu pandemic happens. Uh, Weird. weird. (laughs) But um, it's much more um, quick than uh, what we experience. Yeah. And that's why, like, literally all infrastructure just crashes. Because people get thrust into that... um, that world so quickly mm-hmm. that they just have to follow their survival and strength, their survival instincts. And I think the first episode of that really shows that very well. Absolutely.
1: And I, the thing that I really appreciate about this show is the fact that like, unlike other shows or other movies that, that um, talk about uh, it, like illnesses, pandemics, that yeah. sort of thing where it is a focus on, specifically on the virus and, like, what it does to people and, like... Yeah, and it's more of, like, the curing and... Yeah. ...specifically, like, contagion. Yeah, exactly. This is more about what happens after all that garbage
0: has happened already. Well, yeah, because, like, the meat of the story happens 20 years after that.
1: Yep, and it's... But they pepper it back with different, um you know, moments. Like, they'll... uh, They do a lot of time jumping, so, I mean, it's... Yeah, it's a little disjointed, um. If you're not one for storylines that can that do that, if you're not able to easily, like, follow, you know, uh, something that does a lot of that, then unfortunately the show will not be for you. But, I mean, if that's not something that bothers you, like, um, if you can kind of pick up pretty quickly, like, who is who and, like, where yeah. we are in a timeline, then, I mean, this – I mean, it's only – pretty sure it's only 11 or 12 episodes, but it yeah, is – Yeah, it's
0: a limited series, so I yeah. don't think it's going to
1: go any farther because no. it's based on a book. But it is – it's so it's so great because it you know it's one of those things where I, I don't personally when I'm watching things I, I mean I. I can't really speak for you, but I kind of can a little bit because you you don't like to be like overstimulated with a lot of things. I don't like to be peppered with so much information that I don't know what's happening. Yeah, Like I don't need unnecessary shit. I just need give me what I need (laughs) right now and then we'll move on from it. And that's what I appreciate about the show the most is like something like the very first episode kind of sets the tone. And it's like, all right, here is what is happening and here's all you need to know right now. And as the episodes go through, there will be more information that it's like, oh, well, okay, so you're with me here? Great. (laughs) Remember that we're going to come over here and, oh, there's this really cool nugget that I need you to know about. And then we're going to show you how it plugs in over here. Yeah,
0: that's what I was going to say. It really does um, foreshadowing uh, really well. But it also has a lot of great payoffs where you're like, why are we seeing this right now? And then you're like, oh, this is that's going to plug into something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. I, I usually like, I like disjointed storytelling, but it can be jarring in this yeah. because there's no transition for it. Like, oh no, it, it's It literally cuts. just cuts yeah. to different timelines and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I specifically like, uh, that kind of storytelling when it's in like Pulp Fiction or something like that, sure. where it's chronologically out of order, but it all ties into one thing. Yeah. But it's separated by chapters.
1: Well, and I mean, even like the first shot of this show is, you know, your your the camera, you know, kind of like pan or like tracks in to a you know a building that is completely covered in greenery so it's like the earth has now taken over because people have disappeared and you see like wild boars like pigs like running through the and then you realize that you're in a theater and it's going through the seats and doing the things and then you know it tilts up to a static shot of the stage and then it you know quick cuts to there's a show going on yeah and it's it's really. I think it's very cool that they kind of pepper those moments throughout where they will transition so quickly between you know like what is the quote now and then what is the future and then you you kind of have to decipher like which timeline am I in?
0: But <laughs> yeah, I some of it is fana- or fantastical, uh, in some ways well, because I mean yeah a little bit because it it's also like Station Eleven itself is a comic book. Yes. Or a graphic novel. It's graphic novel. Yep. It's something like that. Um, that uh, one of the characters in it has done. Yes. And she's then writing it'll, it. It'll reference that mm-hmm. where there are fantastical elements in that where it's not based in reality. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, what the fuck is going on?
1: But hopefully, we're only on episode four, so hopefully by the end of it it will yeah. tie the things together. But... So the hot thought that Tyler and I were talking about that I am really, really excited to hear his take on (laughs) is, so the hot thought is, people, as a general blanket statement, are kind of obsessed with watching or reading stories about the end of the world, or the end of humanity as we know it, and why that is.
0: Well, and I was going to say, myself included, I fucking love. same. Same. Excuse me. I love those stories. I don't know. There's just something about um, that, and that's why I wanted to talk about it today. Yeah, because to me, like, um, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm trying to think of what I want to say. I think it's probably the hubris of man that I really like. Um, sure. Where it's like, well, if you keep making, okay. Uh, play stupid games, get stupid prizes. <laughs> yeah, fuck around and find out. And fuck around and find out. I so like it. it's like if you're gonna keep um ignoring obvious signs, <laughs> <laughs> shit's gonna happen. Yep. And um, but it's also the human part of it where it's like, I mean, we've as a race we've survived for so long mm-hmm. through so much shit. Mm-hmm. And it's just because we have a survival instinct that kicks in and it's that genetic memory that people don't think about Yeah, that we can survive if we need to. Oh, yeah. And I think that's probably why people like it so much because it taps
1: into that primal instinct that people don't really think about. Well, and I think, too, it um, it offers people a way to go – maybe in that scenario i would do better well yeah and you it, know. it opens up that door
0: for conversation where it's like well if this actually happened which it huh.
1: more than likely will surprise i mean <laughs> i kind of did already but i the my my take on it is the you know the idea that um In a situation like that where, you know, you can talk about it all day long. It's like, you know, Tyler and I have both worked in financial institutions for years. Yeah. And you talk about what would happen in the event of a robbery. If your branch is robbed, what do you do? And you have the procedures, right? Anybody office reference? What's the procedure? (laughs) As the building is like, as the trash can's on fire. Um, (laughs) Today, smoking is going to save lives. lives. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, but you talk about you talk about it, and you talk about it, and you talk about it, and then the time comes that it happens, and then your brain instantly shuts off i mean again, this is not <laughs> the majority or this is the majority of the population. this isn't those you know like very you know few people that are like in a crisis situation, they're able to like do all the things, and they can just like clear headed <laughs> and go through the thing. I weirdly enough am not one of those people what yeah i i <laughs> Panic. So bad. Well, and what I was going (laughs) to say there is
0: that's why we do it so often. Mm -hmm. Like um, if you work in a financial institution and you're um, within that part of the – well, actually, I think most of us have to do it anyway even though like even the back office workers
1: aren't really going to have to deal with that very much. Anybody who's in finance, anybody who's in healthcare, anybody who – because I mean, especially now, in you know, unfortunately, we find that you know ourselves in these times where like anybody can make the jump on anybody. Like it's just well, yeah, it's it's sad. It's just preparation. Yeah, and that's why they
0: do it so often because it becomes second nature. Like you're you're training yourself. Yeah, to just stop thinking and just act and yep. know how to do that. So yeah, that's it's,
1: that's why. But it's, it's the, but it's the concept of like, of doing all that preparation, right? Sure. And then when the time comes to do it, your brain shuts off to kind of protect yourself and you just literally go into muscle memory and you do the things that you've been trained to do because that's what you know to do. And then afterwards, your brain does the adrenaline dump and that's when you start feeling shock and that's when you start processing what's happening. And I think that. For me, that's why I really enjoy watching stuff like that about the end of the world, which sounds awful. (laughs) But there was a TV show that I used to watch all the time called Life After People. Oh, yeah. That was a great show. I I, I seriously loved that show because it really – it truly, like, brings it down to the studs and is like, all right, cool we are so fucking small in this giant (laughs) expanse of the world that, that if we disappeared that, you know, so so, I'm sorry, I should back up for anybody who hasn't seen this show. I'll find a way. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) if anybody hasn't seen this show, basically life after life after people talks about, like it will take certain, it kind of takes landmarks, I suppose. And it will talk about, you know, if people all of a sudden evaporated from the earth, right? Yeah. If like a plague happened, right. Or We all died. Rapture, whatever, (laughs) something. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But if all the humans on Earth disappeared, what would happen to the monuments, the structures, the things that we have created as man? And it starts with like hours after people and then it will go a day after people, a week, a month, 25 years after people. And it's a really cool like uh, deep dive into that kind of stuff. They basically do projections of like what the world will look like. And I was having this conversation with somebody where it's like, sometimes I think that the reason why I, that people watch stuff like that is because they want to be reminded how truly small they are <laughs> in the grander picture of this blue marble that we're on. Yeah. Because it's, it, I mean, you have to, I don't know, it 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 reminds me that there are so many things, even if, like, the, the shit's collapsing in my own world. Yeah. Like, I can watch something like Contagion or I can watch something <laughs> like Life After People and I go, huh. In a really beautiful way, it's kind of nihilistic, where it's like, you know what? <laughs> that shit really
0: doesn't matter. It doesn't. And uh, that's why there's actually something in the second Hitchhikers of the Galaxy or Hitchhiker, Hitchhiker's Guide, Guide to, to the, the galaxy. galaxy. God, yeah. Goddamn. What the f- <laughs> I don't know. My brain is lapsing. That's s- nah, okay. Uh, but uh, in the second book in that series, they actually have um, – a machine that uh, drives people insane, mm-hmm. and all it does is uh, when you go into it, it shows you your um, your place in the world of the entire universe, where wow. you're even smaller than a grain of sand. Wow! In the like greater expanse, and it's like if you really think of things like that, it's like, well, does it really matter if someone fucked up your coffee order? <laughs> like,
1: wow. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. And I love that. (laughs) This is a hard transition now from that hot thought, which is amazing. Uh, Should we, should we do the new segment? Should we do it for him? Yeah. So
0: uh, let's uh, unravel this uh, brand new or unpackage this freshly minted new segment with a nice little sting here because we're going into a merry murder moment (laughs)
1: okay that that audio is kind of my favorite isn't it great (laughs) i just love it (laughs) um so on this week uh, on this week in this this week (laughs) in this corner wait what anyway uh so for this week's um mary's murder moment um these are going to be kind of Little chunks of, um, you know, because we all know that I love true crime and uh, <laughs> that I love you. You love it more than probably serial killers do. Yeah, I mean, I'm learning. I'm learning from from all these things. So then, you know, when I inevitably have to kill somebody, that I can cover it up. Me, when you inevitably have to kill me, <laughs> you never say who the first victim is. But I'm always going to be suspect number one because I'm your spouse. So yeah. it's fine. Um, and I'm going to be asking for it. I'm just going to say that right I now. I mean, did you see what you were wearing? I You're know. Like, let's go. <laughs> but so I'm a huge fan of true crime and I love watching um you know serial killer documentaries murder documentaries I watched unsolved mysteries for a number of years when I was yeah. a kid um so Mary's murder moment is just going to kind of be like the what was the nugget this week of you know things that I've been uh Doing or watching, or yeah. so this week.
0: What What do you want to talk about? What have you been watching or listening
1: to? So this week, we're going to talk about just a, a little, little quick segment. Um, there's a podcast that I'm listening to right now on uh, Spotify that's called "Let's Not Meet," a true oh, horror yeah. podcast. So, um, of course, my, you know, 8-year-old, 10-year-old Redditor sitting over here, uh, (laughs) um, it's... It's almost been a decade. Oh, my God. That's wild. Um, But so, basically, this podcast, um, I also advocate that anybody go out and listen to it because it's wild, but um, this guy named Andrew Tate uh, started, um, I'm pretty sure he started, it was a Reddit thread that was called Let's Not Meet, and so it was these people that would write in with these unbelievable fucking stories about how they narrowly escaped like being kidnapped or being murdered or being assaulted and it's yeah, like yeah there's some crazy fucking story and holy fuck you
0: know they're true like yeah. it, it's one of those things where it's like you can't fucking come up with
1: this oh my god it's fucking crazy it's crazy yeah And this, so I've, I mean, I've basically binged this entire show because one of one of my friends suggested it to me, and so I've been. That's the thing about these podcasts is like I'll start it from the beginning and I just like kind of let it fly because like at work I can just like pop it in and go. Yeah, it's it's background to you. Yeah, truly, you listen to it in the
0: car. I do. Like it's everywhere. Yeah, I listen to maybe one or two podcasts. You're
1: constantly binging. Oh, I literally have like (laughs) six on rotation. Yes, I yes. (laughs) So. Um, but there, I mean, wow, there've just been, there've been so many stories that I could talk about, but there's one that comes to mind in particular that almost feels like it was out of a horror movie and it was, I mean, it was just, oh God, it was crazy. So this, this guy... Um, does, like he was fresh out of college and so he was doing one of those things where it was like you could go work in some sort of like farming community for months like for the summer months or whatever and oh, sure. And do, I mean it wasn't really an internship but it was like you went and you worked and did hard labor right? Yeah. So he um got on this forum, you know of course all these people who are like offering their farms up and so he found <laughs> this one which I, I, I can't remember I don't think it, I think it was adjacent to an Amish community but I don't, I don't don't Think it was itself an Amish, like in the uh, part of the Amish. Yeah, community. I was gonna say it probably wouldn't be if it was on a message board. <laughs> no, because you know, the, the Amish, unless technology. they're yeah. Hutterite, and then yeah, in which case they yeah. still use computers and exactly. stuff, exactly. <laughs> but so, this guy, uh, and of course, it's in another country, so he goes, oh, yeah, of course, and travels to yeah, somewhere, and so he gets you know, he gets to the train station. He, you know, waits at the train station for hours, like, thinking that his host is going to come pick him up. And his host doesn't (laughs) come get him until, like, I don't know, 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And so this guy's already been up for, like, 36 hours. Just like, what the fuck? Holy shit. Yeah, so he finally gets to the farm and he's already getting a creepy vibe because like there's nobody else working on this farm and the guy who runs this thing told him that there were other people who were going to be working mm-hmm. and you know of course the owner's explanation was oh yeah well you're the first to arrive and so he's like well <laughs> okay this kind of seems weird but whatever
0: yeah see i i don't get it like i'm always skeptical of you're everyone captain you're Captain red flag you are
1: captain red flag <laughs> i'm like
0: i'm going to piece the fuck out of this
1: yeah the second it feels st- shady, sketchy in any way. Ty's like, nah, I'm no nope. one else. Bye. <laughs> so this guy gets to the farm. He spends like maybe a day on the farm. Not even not even a full day. Yeah. And he gets to his room. And of course, it's like the very, you know, again, think of like Shroot Farms, like the very like straw <laughs> bed. Like, I mean, just not comfortable even a little bit. 200-year-old hay beds. 200-year-old hay beds. And But he notices this really odd smell in the room. And he can't figure out oh, why... Course. It smells so bad. And he's like, oh, well, it's probably just the farm and, like, whatever, whatever. Oh, my God. Well, then, so one night he's, so it was, like, the second night he's there. He, you know, his host says goodnight and does whatever. And then the door locks from the outside. Oh, of course. That's, and so, that's how these stories go. <laughs> exactly. So now he's like, "Um, the fuck is this? And so he, but the smell has now gotten so bad that he just can't figure it out and can't figure it out. Yeah. All the lights are out, like, you know, because the host is like, shut down the house for the night. He looks under his bed. There's a fucking body under his bed. Yeah. Like, from...
0: I love the time <laughs> just like, yep. Yeah. I mean, I but, I was going to say,
1: yeah. Yeah. You, you knew where this was going. It's <laughs> yeah, not a surprise to anyone. Anyway. But, so there's a body under the bed. And he, so now, of course, this guy is, like, panicking, going, what the fuck is happening? And then he starts hearing footsteps down the hallway. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? So he replaces the dead body with where he would lay in bed. So there's a dead body laying in his bed Ugh. and he's underneath the bed. The door unlocks and he hears footsteps, right? And of course, this guy who owns the farm is wearing like like steel-toed fucking boots. Yeah, of course he is. Not anything that you would wear on a farm. And uh, like he hears something dragging on the floor. All of a sudden, this... Guy goes to town beating the dead body in the bed with a fucking metal pipe. Oh just yeah, from wherever, beating the <laughs> you holy... know as as farmers do, as farmers do, <laughs> beating the holy shit out of this thing, and then takes the body out of the bed, and you hear a go kung kung on the floor. Yeah, drags it out of the bedroom and closes the door. And this guy, army crawls out from under his bed, tied sheets in a rope, and jumped down, like, two stories and hauled his ass to the nearest, like, you know, some police station and reported this guy. Oh, my God. And when the police showed up the next day, the farm was completely abandoned. Yeah. There was nobody there. And it just, like... Yeah, because that guy,
0: I'm just going to tell you this right now, he oh. probably killed everybody there. Yeah. And yeah. then was squatting and yeah. was setting up a trap to get other people. <sighs> Because people are fucking crazy. People
1: are fucking crazy. (laughs)
0: It's insane.
1: So that is Mary's murder moment for this (gasps) week. I love you. I I love doing that. Uh, Because that's amazing. So, guys... That brings us to the end of the show. Yeah, we uh, we did it. We did the damn thing. Thank you so <laughs> much have for we listening. On topic, I I'm know. honestly shocked. I know. Well, again, this is why you have friends who are organized, who are like, "Hey, if you maybe like integrated like a little bit of that, like I'm not saying you have to, but if you did, <laughs> like you could stay on track." And it's just like I we, love. We took the note, and I like it. We did. Yeah, and I think that um, it's going to lead into more beautiful, wonderful things. But, um. So, closing thoughts about what we just did. Like, how do you feel about what we just did? I love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I, I, not to say that what we did before was bad, but I, I personally feel like it's easier to stay on topic when I know what we're going to talk about.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Or when, you know, when we, even if we don't know what we're talking about, like, as long as we have the ability to go, hey, here's my next milestone, here's what we're going to talk about now. And I think that it's really great. I but what I would really love as a closing thought and like a promo, maybe not a pro, well, kind of a promo. Um will will you just really quick touch on um what you and Faye did earlier this week and where people can go find that? Yeah. So it's really uh, funny. Uh
0: because I'm ridiculous and I wanna make a thousand podcasts probably. Yes. We finally launched our new um uh bad movie podcast called <laughs> Purveyors of Fine Filth. Yes. And um, it's, yeah, exactly that, where we, we watch something bad. Um, we get, uh, I think it's probably going to be Mary for a while. Probably. Um, as our, uh, quote unquote, virgin who yes. has never seen what we're watching. Because uh, either Faye or I usually have, mm-hmm. we're trying to find stuff that we haven't. So we're coming in fresh and right. kind of like giving our thoughts on it. But, really, what we're doing is we're trying to find uh the best bad things out there because we both love garbage
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: we're we're looking for more garbage to add to our pile um and yeah. we're also looking to just absolutely trash the, <laughs> the the bad ones um so we just uh released on Thursday hmm. And um, I think it's going to be a Thursday thing now. Yeah. Um, where that's where we're going to release, and uh, our first episode is for the god
1: awful movie. uh, Beware,
0: children at play.
1: Yeah. It. uh, I'm just going to tell you right now. Go listen to it, (laughs) and then go watch the movie because, like, I'm telling you, watch the movie and and then go listen to the thing. However, you want to do it. Um, I think it's funnier if.
0: you listen to it try to piece together what the fuck we're talking about and then watch it and you're like what the fuck they were exactly right yeah it's <laughs> fucking wild
1: but uh yeah so so we've we that was part of our week last week which was very very cool and yeah. uh you know i um i'm trying to think about if there's anything that we can um that we're going to like talk about for next week is like a, hey, you know, tune in next week to... <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I kind of like having it be a surprise. Well, then you should join us next week for another surprise. Yeah. Because we appreciate you guys sticking with us and <laughs> listening to us mumble about all things life, liberty, and the pursuit of caffeine. <laughs> and... Uh, and other taglines, too. And other taglines, too. So... Uh, with that I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna piece the fuck out of this bitch my name is Mary I'm Tyler and we are Mary Tyler and more your favorite mumble cast that you have never heard of join us next Sunday for another episode of Mary Tyler and more yeah. uh, a wandering unicorn production
0: aw uh, yeah baby